And we're doing it. We're actually doing it. It's here. We're here. You're here. I'm here. Woo. And this is it. This is the PC podcast. I mean, so far, we're not at full strength, but good times are coming. Good times are coming. We have special, special guests that no one knows about except us because they're special to us because they're our friends. They're our friends. Yeah, so... So you sent me the homework of watching the Batman. I did. And and as I could only talk to you over text message, how did you really think about it with words and emotion? So I did... What I normally do, so first, first few, I just watched it straight as don't didn't take, like you know think of making notes or anything like that. Um, yeah, watch it. I found it superb. From the visuals to storytelling to the sound design, like some of the stuff, like uh, just watching it, I was just like, oh, this is actually really good. Like you can tell that they use their budget correctly. It's not like oh they. It's not like you know you get some of these Hollywood movies. And it's just yeah. like, oh yeah, we're going to give you a big budget and use it. And yeah. then they use it and then they still fuck up. You know, yeah. this was sort of like everything was planned out meticulously. And it was it was just superb to watch. Don't, there's some things I didn't like about it, which is, I think everyone's yeah. going to have things they didn't like about it. But on the first watcher, I even watched it with my mum the first time. We both loved it. And then on my second time, when I started analysing it, um, I went a bit hard. <laughs> I've got over 12 pages of notes. That's okay. Um, and a good five of those are from the first 40 minutes. I'm not one, I'm not one to, to criticize on heavy note taking. If, if I'm really, really interested in something, I'll take notes about it and for ridiculous reasons and make things up and drop things down or think about, or think about something that on top of already thinking about something that I'll have to note down. So you making 12 pages in 40 minutes is like, it's, it's, it's all good, oh, No, no, it's not There's 12 no pages in 40 minutes. That's five pages of the first 40 minutes. And then I sort of slowed down a bit because I was doing like paragraphs and notes. And then oh. I was annotizing it saying, oh yeah, that was good or that was bad. But Yeah, that, but that's the thing about how good this movie is in a way is like, it's not just... It, 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 you can look at it from so many different perspectives. It's like more than just like the story itself. The story itself is amazing and the character development but it's like everything that that encapsulates it like how how all the scenes are lit the costumes the camera lenses used the camera angles used the the music used everything has a point to play to provide this living breathing gotham city and gotham is his character in his own self and i feel i feel like if there wasn't that much um effort yeah, to... and and time gone into it then like, it wouldn't have had much more much of a massive impact than it did because you want to live in that world oh definitely i would definitely say that um gotham is like the unspoken character yeah yeah because you want to stay there that's that's what that movie does to you you want to live you want to know everything and ev- anything about the yeah. people that live in that city what, well, what do they do in day to day how yeah. is it going to be now that it's finished? Like, you want to stay there, and and it's so it's special. Compared to, like, a lot of the big blockbuster movies that happen, they're, they're kind of like, it's just all action and CGI, and it's, it's like the same stuff, don't get me wrong, that stuff can be amazing. But this is 
next level. This I, changed my mind. Like, I I feel with like the special like, with the special effects, I feel like they sort of did like a a step back from one of films. I don't mean that in a bad way, but no. I'd say look up until what let's say mid nineties. Most yeah. films were visual effects. Like, yeah, you know, they had a budget. They focused their budget on making sure the effects were superb. But then, as soon as you got like to the noughties and onwards, it was like, oh yeah, computers. Basically, I would say since Toy Story, that is yeah. when like companies are like, oh no, fuck it, we're just gonna CGI shit, and it looked like mm-hmm. crap most of the time. Like, you can look at some of the stuff like um, oh, was it um, was it Batman versus Superman? Like Superman's like upper lip because they. They had to CGI out um, Henry Cavill's moustache. Yeah, his his moustache. Like, how much money did they spend on CGI and that? And it still looked like shit. And it looked terrible. And, then, and the thing is, I think people were moving further and further away from practical effects, when in reality, when done correctly, it can make something look way, way, way cooler. Like, even, even the, the car chase scene, when the way that they positioned the cameras... So it was like just on the, on the outside of the car. So like you say, or you could you're even looking at Penguin's view through the through the rear view mirror. Like yeah, that, that as is he's looking back, it's like those kind of those kinds of like those those choices, those production choices to make. It was the consideration. So much more. Like it's 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 been so well thought out. Oh, you want me to start reading you some of my notes? So, like, we can, like, go in, like, order of, like, the way the movie sort of worked out and how I did some of my notes, or did you just want to talk about bits uh, and figure it out? Yeah, okay, sure. So, like, so, some of my first notes, so it's just, like, opens with um, Ave Maria with the title card, and then following that was heavy breathing through a mask with the visuals of binoculars, with the music given an uneasy tone or one of a creepy stalker, possibly mm-hmm. pervert. Which I, I then underline saying creepy feel, which then <laughs> basically followed up with like the first visual you see of the Riddler is a fucking yeah. gimp suit. Yeah, and it's like you're so on edge already. Like the movie starts, you have no idea what the what the hell is going on. You can't. All you can hear is breathing. This really creepy music's playing while someone's stalking someone. Well, and I mean, you're already like something's going to happen. Well, my mum, she said like the movie has ruined Ave Maria for her. Because they play it so much. It's basically yeah. the Riddler's theme in this movie. It's Ave Maria. Which yeah, uh, I know it, like, it, it links to his childhood, which they reveal later on. But later on. It was just such an uneasy tone. And it, it really doesn't help. With his like, little <laughs> gimp mask. Where it's like... Well, no, it's the same with like how something in the way is, the, is Batman's theme song. Yeah, I suppose. Uh, I, I'm not quite sure about like the, the theme song of Batman. Because it is such a... Um, such a dark tone just in general with some of his stuff like in as you said like in the fight um the car chase towards the end the death march mm. that's literally his like theme as he's walking up with um yeah. to penguin is the death march and yeah it's just yeah herb. like the first like, i would say like the first showing as well of batman with his like voiceover and like it's sort of like a audio log for like the audience as well as him like, which like you know mm-hmm. informs of like what he's been doing sort of like a you know, like in Star Trek, like Captain's Log, it's sort of like that. Yeah. The way yeah, I yeah. saw it. No, it's interesting because you never actually have ever had a monologue. No. The Batman's like, mon- like he's recording his, well, he's obviously a second year Batman, so he's recording everything, but it's great. It's refreshing to see like him starting out, him noticing the changes, him 
becoming more and more like the Batman that we already know he will be. But seeing it from the really, really early beginning, I know they did a little bit like of that in like Batman Begins with Christian Bale, but I feel like that movie in particular is probably like the most realistic that they had before this before this one. Yeah. But even then, it still had some sort of level of like fantasy about it. This one, the things that he does and the things that he has to do, like just, it's so easy to understand and like almost come to expect. It's, it, yeah. The level of the DL is incredible. One of my favorite scenes is um, the train scene. They're like, you got all the. I I don't care. Like, that is one of my favorite scenes. I would say, if not the best. The whole whole segment where, like, he's already striking fear into them. Like, they think at any moment, all over the city, he's going to walk out of the shadows. Just just the the fact the signal alone does that. Like, you got the police. I think it also sets so that holds the scene building up to the thing. It perfectly encapsulates what Gotham is currently like, and the mm-hmm. way it's going to sort of proceed. Yeah, because you see mm. the thing. It's you see his sort of uh, signal. It strikes fear, but then you've got yeah. like the police helicopter sh- like focusing on like the person doing graffiti, but then they and don't then, give a fuck moving, either. And then moving out the way to realize, okay, big guys coming. But like I'd say, like the scene though, like when. All those like muggers are like gonna fuck up that poor um poor bloke, and then mm. all you hear is just the footsteps, and like yeah. it's just darkness and the footsteps, and then actually what sounds like spurs. Well, so like this, yeah. there's like the part of the audio stuff which I love as well. It's like the sound of the footsteps mixed with like the spurs from a cowboy boot makes it sort mm. of give off the sense that Batman assumes that he's like a sheriff or a bounty hunter in the Wild West, and it encapsulates yeah. the fact that Gotham is yeah, essentially like, like the a Wild West, ranger. like. There's like lawlessness and everything, and like Batman's there, and he's gonna solve that shit. And all of this was done without any dialogue from. Yeah, it was like just the characters audio. involved. All you, all you, all you had was the voiceover. Yeah, it was just like straight audio of like footsteps and like people like giggling, mm. and then like you when you know like he comes out and like you see that the glee on their face, and they're like, oh look at this weirdo, like who are you? And then yeah. just straight up just like starts beating the shit out of that person, and then just definitely. That's just badass. Yeah. And I I loved Catwoman in this. Oh, yeah. Catwoman was superb in this. Like, the perfect mix of, I would say, no. like, seductive and also sinister. But also shows, like, a hu- like I would say, like, a human side to Catwoman that's not really been yeah. shown too much. Yeah. Like, one who's out for to make sure that she's safe. Not, like, hero or villain. Like, she's just making real human life choices. Yeah. Like, the main plot of, like, the main plot of this woman was like getting revenge for her friend. Yeah, on like, the on person who killed, on the person who killed her friend, yeah. and then find out her her mother. Well, like um, was it like you, you compare it to like the only sort of live action Catwoman we've got is pretty much the Halle Berry one, isn't it? And in that one, she was like, "Oh, I'm a shy nerd," like you know, "Oh, I'm really like yeah. in, like uh, what introverted and whatnot, like shy, sort of." reluctant to speak to anyone then gets knocked into like some weird sort of vat which then goes into like the sewers she ends up in the sand and then she gets licked to cats and then all of a sudden it's like oh i'm this really cocky bitch i'm gonna go around i'm gonna start doing all the stuff that didn't do before because mm-hmm. i've suddenly got confidence and sex appeal whereas this one is like i mean like even the outfits alone so like her outfit in uh like in the batman catwoman's outfit is literally a motorbike outfit with a beanie with some like holes cut out yeah, and like um, um, an almost a nod 
to like the ears of a cat. Yeah. But not to a point where it's like so obvious. Yeah, like they don't like she's got her whip and whatnot, but like um yeah. the whip isn't sort of like in you know, some of the comics or whatever, like the whip will look like it's the tail of a cat and whatnot, but they don't do that in this. As you said, they give nods. When I'm trying to think now. Like the as you said, this is like sec- Batman's second year into it. Didn't you? So like this is like the whole movie based in like the second year of him being Batman. What I really liked was the whole um, the fact that he uses Bruce Wayne as a scout. So like Bruce will go out, mm-hmm. he will um, yeah. he'll go stuff because people haven't seen him in ages. They don't know what he looks like, so he can just go out. He can like, scout stuff out, exactly. see where the issues are. And that's what I enjoyed the most because like in every he isn't like he isn't Bruce Wayne being Batman. Bruce Wayne is his he's Batman identity. being Bruce Wayne basically. His secret identity. And he doesn't want to be Bruce Wayne. He doesn't want to be the millionaire philanthropist who's a womanizer and he's always spending money and driving around and always in the public eye. He is a shut-in because all his main focus is is about being Batman. Whether or not he changes and he learns how to be Bruce and learns that having the the two lives helps helps either side of, of his either side like being bruce wayne helps him being batman and vice versa but right now i love the fact that it's all batman and he doesn't want to do anything else he's so broken and twisted inside that he just finds this one thing is going to save him that he needs to be batman so bad so he can be bruce wayne that he can heal like he needs it he needs it and he can't and he can't shake it he he can't get out of it he, when when people when people talk it when people talk to him and say bruce wayne he looks so like uncomfortable yeah it's like i mean he like doesn't want to be yeah like he doesn't want to be and even and even like the little nods when he's like um like when he wakes up in the morning cuz he's so used to being out at night he can't stand sunlight yeah, I mean, that makes sense, though, because, like, you know, if you are out in the darkness all the time, you will accumulate yeah. to that. He's become sunlight. a nocturnal animal, literally. Like, he has to he, wear he has sunglasses the during bat. the day. <laughs> he's a bat. He's quite literally, literally the bat now. A bat. But the point you were making about, like, you know, he's not, like, the playboy philanthropist. Uh, he's not the playboy philanthropist. philanthropist. Um, like what? Philanthropist. Philanthropist. Jesus, you would think I would be getting better at speaking words. Um... But like, no, it's a big word. I know. This is a big word. I have to break it down into three. For like, I can't say it together. You've got to slow it out, yeah. But, um, Philanthropist. Was it? Phonics. <laughs> um, but like the funeral scene, like one thing yeah. that really like, irked me was um, that woman that was running for mayor. Because she just mm-hmm. rocks up to uh, Bruce and then like gives him a hard time. So, oh yeah, you're not like donating money as much as your like, dad. Uh, you're not doing all this and all that. And then she says, oh yeah, once I'm mayor, I'm going to change that. Like, I thought that the audacity of a woman, like you're at a funeral. Mm. First of all, show respect. You're at a funeral, yeah? You're there mm. to show respect for the dead, you know, the dead current, well, what was the current mayor who's dead and, you know, his son and family and whatnot. Yeah. And then you're like, oh yeah, I'm going to go to this bi- like billionaire and then give him a hard time for not donating money. But one thing I did like about that funeral scene was the fact that Bruce Wayne didn't say much verbally. But he said a lot yeah, through like his actions, through and his like... reactions, and facial expressions. Like you, you knew as soon as he, as soon as he t- took a look over to the orphan boy or the, the boy or the mayor, 
Yeah. You just knew he was like, I know exactly, feel your pain. Oh, no, yeah, definitely. You know exactly it, what he was thinking. I mean, even in the, like, in the house, when he was walking past and like he was expecting a house, he did that look to the kid because the kid was in his room. Mm-hmm. But like you had it, I had the look as Batman and also as Bruce. Yeah. Like it, it, it was things like that. The little nuances in, in Robert Patterson's like portrayal, like he didn't have to say much. You just knew what he was thinking. You knew how he would react to things before he did it because of just the way that he positioned himself. He didn't have to spell it out. No, no, it was all, um, what was it? It would be like suggestive in his movements. Like you'd have to yeah. interpret body language and whatnot. You have to be perceptive. It, uh, everything about this movie is great. Well, like my, like my second favorite scene, of course, is, you know, the Batmobile car chase. Because that yeah. just screams badass. Mm, great like, car, great looking car. Like, and also, I liked it too, was that like, when he started it out, when he started it up, it backfired a little bit. And oh, yeah. shot off. But like, that, that's like even like more menacing because like it's in the shadows and you just get like the thin yeah. headlights. But then you get the roaring of the engine sounding like... Mm. Oh, I, I wrote in my note as well. It's like the roaring of the sound engine is sounding like an orchestra of strings um, screaming and like in a menacing and eerie sound, like, tone. And then just from the get go, it's then like just like a beefy, like borderline muscle tank. It's just like coming through, he just rams for everything, destroys stuff. Yeah. And then you and get the thing where like Penguin thinks he's lost him. It's like, haha. And then like, you yeah, just see I feel the like car. this movie, this movie draws so much information, inspiration, not from superhero movies like you wouldn't even know it was a superhero movie no it, it would feel if everyone was dressed up like it felt more so it felt like it could have been the, along the lines of something like seven i mean i also feel like it was on the lines of mandalorian where it's sort of just like an action sort of like it's one guy because that's like the, the feel got it like where i mentioned about the spurs and everything like it feels like it's more of like a, it's like a modern day western you like know, a western you, set in a, in a city in a, in a metropolis yeah like you got you know you got um Gordon, which is basically n- not technically the sheriff but like a deputy and then you got like bruce or you got like batman being the bounty hunter and whatnot and then i suppose catwoman can be a bounty hunter as well and yeah. then you just got like all the crime and then they're just like fucking shit up and the fact that he doesn't kill anyone as well is similar to like a bounty as well you know want dead or alive but we keep him alive Exactly, which is good, because Batman doesn't kill anyone, unless you're um, Batfleck and you just murk people in the oh, Affleck in was a, just in a warehouse. Ben Affleck was, I'd, I'd say, the worst. I mean, as an actor, he's 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 a good actor. I'm not gonna like slag him off, but the writing for how they portrayed him was horrendous. You know, it was the worst rendition of a Batman I have seen. And I am including some of the campier versions of the Batman where, you know, you've got fucking Adam West doing the dance with Robin and the Joker and all that lot. I'm including that in the, like, you know, some of the worst depictions of like a live action Batman. Because all it was was, justice, like just killing people left, right and centre. And then as soon as the, like, the, um, was it the Justice League? As soon as that movie happened, it's just like, oh yeah, the aliens we can kill. Like, what the fuck? Like, none of these heroes are supposed to be killing people. And then, oh, we justify it because they're aliens. Yeah, I feel like that's because they... We all knew, like... It was so clear to see what their intentions were at the beginning. But they rushed way too quick. They rushed into it so fast. Like, Batman should have had his own movie, just like Superman did. Before you have Batman versus Superman, you should have introduced Batman in his own movie. Yeah, it was still too rushed. 
It was just like, oh yeah, he's, he's a, very like, rushed. He's like a, a, a dodgy, dodgily filmed backstory of when Superman was fighting Zod. Like, here's a very bad backstory of it of like Bruce just doing Bruce things. You might as well have made a movie before that, then made Batman vs Superman where you can introduce Wonder Woman because then it doesn't feel so rushed in like, oh you've met Batman, oh now you've met Superman, oh now you've met Wonder Woman, oh wait they're all teaming together now. Well I mean, in all fairness, that movie was just, I would say, the movie was just a, like, a giant fuck up. I mean, like, their intentions I suppose were good. It was mainly money oriented because they're like, oh, Marvel are oh. doing all this. Oh, let's try and up it because we want money like Marvel. Well, Mar- Marvel had been doing it for eight years. Yeah, I know. But like, this Fire. is, you know, this is DC for you. Warner Brothers, they're just yeah. like, oh, we're going to take it slow. We know our characters are superior. Like the way they think they're elitist, they think they're better than Marvel. Yeah. But then, and then they finally started to get it right when they had films like Shazam. Yeah, but that's because they sort of learn from their mistakes of like, oh yeah, let's give them a solo before we like do a massive group one. Because Batman versus Superman and whatnot, it was all rushed. I would say like Batman versus Superman, like Wonder Woman just gets brought into it for no reason. Like they briefly mention that Bat, you know, Batman figured it out. It's like, oh, she's really old by like the, the picture at the end. But it was like really weird. You just bring her in here, and then you got Superman like you already know his story, and then Batman was just like rushed in. He was just like, oh, vengeance, I'm going to kill, you know, I'm going to go take down Superman because he hurt a, b- a bunch of people not taking into consideration, you know, his actions. But then the man then proceeds to beat the living shit out of everyone, comatosing, if not killing everyone else, not thinking about his actions. So, like, there was a bit of hypocrisy there. And then as soon as you got to the Justice League, they just brought in Cyclops. They brought in the Flash, which I think is a terrible version of the Flash. And then, you know, yeah. One, of course, the actors done and done stuff, which isn't very good either. But yeah, they just tried to rush it way too quick. It was too rushed. It wasn't had all these people's movies. I mean, way I, before they started teaming up. They should have done what Marvel did. I know, like you know, you got you've had um, South Park take the piss out of it. You know, with like the million different phases of like what they're gonna do, but it works. No, the way Marvel have like laid it out and the way they've planned it out, like Phase One, Phase Two, Phase Three, you know, it works because. It's easier for the consumers, like us, to consume. To understand. All that. Yeah. To understand, like you're not like okay, I need to know who this guy is. I need to know who this guy is. You know them because you've had the movie. Yeah, like it, so I mean, Cryogenics. Just... It works. It's it's a it's a tried and tested it's a tried and tested plan, and it works. I I will say there are some fallbacks on that because let's say you've got like eight year olds that are suddenly getting into these movies, you know. Let's say there's, there was a massive influx of people watching Endgame and everything like that because they heard all the other movies are great, but they never watched it. Like my dad, for instance, he watched like Endgame and he's like, who's this? Who's that? Was that? Well, it's blah, yeah, blah, blah. that's true. And it's just like, oh, what do you mean blah, blah, blah? It's like, we've watched a movie beforehand. He's like, no, we didn't. Like, yeah, yeah, we have, mate. I've bought you yeah. all the DVDs. Oh, I haven't watched them. It's like, oh, need to watch them to find out. Which then defeats the purpose of, you know, watching a movie you're supposed to be able to like watch it and enjoy it as is yeah and the thing is with the marvel movie especially now like i would even say like in the last few recent ones that like if you don't know what's going on if you haven't watched the tv shows if you haven't watched the recent movies you'll have no clue what the what's going on well like, like um was it like far from home if you hadn't watched endgame you would have like you'd be so clueless to why like 
he's upset about Iron Man because you're yeah. like, well, like you what's the issue? You can't be a casual viewer with the Marvel movies. Yeah, you have to go in hard. Like the only way you can be a casual movie is if you watch the movies up until the first Avengers movie. That's the only way mm. you can casually watch stuff because from then onwards it's all like intertwined. I mean, you can get away with like Guardians of the Galaxy and whatnot, but like the main core stuff you have to watch. Like individually, like uh, the way they've done it, it doesn't feel right. Like the way they've set out the timeline, like you got Captain Marvel and everything. Like you, oh yeah, you have to technically watch that if you want to watch it chronologically. It's like Captain America, and then you then watch uh, Captain Marvel, and then it's was it like the Hulk, and then uh, Iron Man one, and then Iron Man two, and something else. I I I'm, I can't I don't know. I'm, I'm going off the top of my head, but like it's a weird chronological order. That they've done it like in the MCU timeline. I, I suppose actually we we sort of gone off the topic of Batman, haven't we? We just like rambled on about. Yeah, it's okay. It's it's point. It's point. It's PC. It's the PC podcast. Yeah, PC pointless, isn't it? Pointless conversation, but also politically correct. Yeah, but it's all good. But I mean, it's creative and open discussion leads to open conversation. Well, I do have to say that with like, I've gone from like you know the whole. Batman, um, from the whole like Marvel and one of the things going back to the Batman, I think was, I mean I think I think there's plenty of things that were really good, but like I do have my nitpicks. So for instance, some of my nitpicks are well, first of all the mayor, like the female mayor, because she was just a horrid woman, you know, slagging off Batman at a funeral for someone else, and then saying, oh hang on, I need to pay my respects, but I will be back to speak. It's it's not showing your respects. You're basically saying, yeah, keep stay there. I'm gonna make myself look good, and then I'll come back and speak to you. And then another issue, like towards the end of the movie. I mean, again, this whole podcast is pretty much spoilers for anyone that hasn't seen it. But like towards the end of the movie, because there's the whole flood and everything like that, and you know, Riddler's set up like all of set up for all of his followers to like you know finish his job and try and kill the mayor and whatnot. And then you got Gordon saying, you know, we need to we need to get you evacuated. We need you to you know get you to safety and whatnot. We're gonna evacuate everyone. It's, oh. What is it with you people? You know, you like you guys are like no one's gonna stand up for everything. And then she walks to the podium, realizes there's a gun, and then gets shot. What she was doing, uh, the way that the way she thinks is more of like, oh, I'm gonna act the way it betters my public image. And then what logically makes sense? Because if you are like a logical, like, I mean, I know this is getting a bit realistic and talking about politics and whatnot. Like, just the landscape of it. Like, they made her to be a really daft bear. It's like, oh, I care about my image more than I care about, like, you know, sorting out the city, you know, benefiting everything. That was, like, the one one of my nitpicks. And then another one was the clues that Nygma gave. Yeah. Like, you know, he did all, like, his greeting cards. Again, this is probably mm-hmm. coming from, you know, me working at a print shop, so... This is again like, but like his greeting cards were very specific, and I, I mentioned it to like my mum, and she said, "Oh, you know, in America they have like very specific cards, but like some of them were like like eerily specific. Oh, you want to know who I am? Who? And then you open it up, and then it's got like the printed text with like a clue in it, and then he writes. Like the only way I can imagine that works is either the Riddler, as either Edward had his own printing facilities, which then could do these cards." Or he specifically went to a print shop and then got these cards custom made. Which I would have assumed Batman would have been like, oh yeah, if we find out where these cards are from, we could speak to the guy, find out who it is, and then do it that way. So instead of doing all these like massive trials, they could have like 
they're not even like the Batman himself. They could have literally gone like Jim, send one of your guys to like the print shops around this area and try and find out who got this done. Like they could have sent people off in the background and then done it that way. Yeah, but Batman was kind of daft in this movie though. There, there was like bit. plenty like, of things wrong with He wasn't the it. greatest detective. No, but I mean, as you said, like it's his second year. But like you would have assumed like, you know, Gordon himself, you know, being a fucking detective would have thought, oh yeah, maybe like, you know, this is eerily specific. Maybe we should get some people to check this out. That, that was like one of the issues that I had. And then, was it, I think another issue, so I'm just going through my notebook. Um, it was, what was it? What was it? Um, the, oh, the clue that led him to the orphanage. You know, you got like a red clue that works the orphanage, like the, man, um, was it like the mansion where the orphanage, like the orphan lives or something like that. Like, that also, like, when I first watched that, I was like, oh, he means like Bruce Wayne. Because it's like, the orphan in a mansion and everything like I've I've never known someone to refer to an like an orphan as a mansion, and even when they show it, it doesn't look like a mansion. It looks like basically a cons- converted asylum, is what it more looks like. So I would have thought like you know oh instead of like saying oh let's go to this orphanage, which then had another clue saying oh my target is Bruce Wayne. I thought it would have made sense for you know them to like go to Bruce or again you know a crazy idea send other people to Bruce to like warn them if they go into the orphanage and then be like oh shit yeah no it was Bruce luckily enough we sent people to there I mean I know that could have been like a, a deus ex machina or whatever I mean in all fairness it's probably a way for them probably a way for the like the story creators to just allow Alfred to basically get blown but I feel like that was one of the issues I had with it which again yeah it makes sense but I there were there was just some of the issues I had with it because it's like oh I mean I know I mean yes okay you know it's his second year like, I will give him like you know it's like it's not it's not like he's supposed to be the smartest Batman ever like with riddles he's good with technology but like he's not the best with riddles I will give him that no but yeah. I mean I guess that will come with time yeah no yeah it's definitely an experience thing I think but like it I mean it, I'm being very nitpicky with these things it's like um, it's just personal thing it's like it's a very nitpicky thing but I suppose it's because we I've been like overexposed, like you know, we've both played the Batman games and everything like that, so you sort of get used to like how the riddles work and like, you know, they could have two meanings. Yeah, well it's okay to it's okay to be hypercritical because then what would there be to talk about, you know? Well yeah, but like some of the things though, that so like I will talk about the positive points, like just, just from a like a film perspective, like, you know, from like reading the comics and everything, like something I really like is the Batcave is an abandoned train station. I really like that because it sort of puts to bed the whole argument of like, oh yeah, like Batman's got this giant cave like underneath the Wayne Manor. So like, what happened to the contractors that built this? Like, were they did they sign a D like you know um, an NDA or did like Batman dispose of them or whatever? Like you know, this is just like, oh, it's an abandoned train station. He's just converted it himself. Yeah, that he owns. Yeah, like he owns. Well, I mean, of course, it's underneath Wayne. You know, it's underneath the Wayne Tower, but. It's like it's it's an abandoned train station, so he can get away with doing sort of like whatever the fuck he wants with it. But like, it's good in the sense like he didn't have to worry about you know anyone in the city or there being like blueprints or anything like that. It's just there, and you know he can do whatever he wants with it. I see what you mean because it would definitely be more a sensible choice than having an actual cave, like having it an abandoned abandoned train station. It makes more sense, and it is probably a bit more believ- believable. Yeah, I mean, it allows him to do so much more stuff. I mean, that's just, like, one of the points. Like, um, another thing I like as well is, like, Batman's a brawler. Not like as in, like, you know, I mean, in the... What is it, like, the Nolan movies. It's like, oh, yeah, like, he trained with, like, Rolo Ghoul. Oh, I can never pronounce the name. Right, but, like, cool. he... Yeah, he trained with him 
like what two or three years like became like a martial art expert trained in other places and all that lot like you know they showed like the background to that but in this one it's more of like yeah it 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 feels more of the fact he was taught how to fight from alfred and he's now implying that's like he takes a beating but then he also like dishes it out yeah it feels a lot more believable like the effort made from like the prop department like the way they made the world feel like really organic and believable so like you've got you've got so instead of them like cgi and a sign on there you're like um in the intro like the scene towards the train station like they show like uh they show like the plaque that says gotham on it and everything like they've actually like built a prop and stuck it on the oven and like oh yeah they may have like green screened it out or something like that because i noticed with a lot of like the old superhero movies they'll just film stuff and then they'll like oh yeah we'll green screen it out or we'll just ignore it and then it sort of defeats the purpose of like creating a more realistic area so like as you as you said, like in the, well, no, I don't think, I think you said it before we spoke on the podcast that, um, oh, what was it? The Christian Bale ones were more like, it was like a Chicago thing because you could see all the, like the proper landmarks and you could see mm. all the other stuff. Whereas in this one, it generally feels like a actual city. So like it doesn't show you any, I think, what was it? I think, isn't it traditionally it's supposed to be like New York or something like, or something along those lines? Based because there are some places where, well, there are. I think one of New York's nicknames is Gotham. Yeah. Before, obviously, Gotham was Gotham in Batman. It was one of the nicknames. Yeah, but like, I mean, it feels like it's its own city. It doesn't feel like it's just a rip copy of New York. It's like you know, it's all like, yeah, okay. Um, you've got like the train, you know, where um the club is. You've got like the trains that go across, and you've got all the apartments. It feels like it's like what. What's that like? What Brooklyn? No, it's not Brooklyn. That is what like Queens area, I'd say, or like along the Manhattan area where you've got all like all the trains and everything like that, and then you've got all got all the like apartments and bodegas and whatnot. And you've got like the residential bit. Like it feels more believable. Like you got those bits, but yeah. then everything else is like Gotham. And another thing, like, have you noticed in like a lot of TV shows and a lot of movies when they play videos, it's like superimposed. Like you yeah. see someone like holding a phone or on a computer, and then you can very clearly tell they've just slapped that video on top of the ex- the existing video. Mm-hmm. What I really yeah. like about this is all the videos you see they've played on screens. So like the news articles, they're all been pre-recorded and shown on a screen. Um, all of the videos from the Riddler, like when he does all like the FaceTime or not FaceTime, like the video calls, um, they all show up on the thing and also on his end. It's actually like a phone camera. Like it's not the greatest quality, which is really nice. And I feel like they allowed him to film it, similar to the Christian Bale ones, where he had like the Joker filming his own video, where they gave him like you know a camera. He did everything himself. I feel they did something similar with the Riddler, where they allowed him to. They basically just gave him a phone and said, "All right, video call us," and just act out. And they basically did that, which made it feel so much more believable and also borderline a bit more eerie. Because it was all it because it was more believable, it felt a bit creepier as well. Yeah, what was even what was even really what was creepy was how he had. It was almost like what he was doing could actually happen, like how he was managed to actually convince people to follow him. Yeah, I mean to... that that also I suppose actually plays into the whole um, conspiracy like era, or a conspiracy like section of the internet where like all you have to do is say like certain trigger words. Yeah. Actually, no. I've, um, what that actually reminds me of is like um, the whole. And again, it's going to get political, but like the whole uh, Trump thing. 
when you know the, the whole elections were, and he was like, "Oh, I want my people, you know, take up arms." It's basically like that. It was like you know where he said take up arms, and then a bunch of his supporters took, you know, got guns and then like raided the White House or whatever. <laughs> that was I still can't believe that. Happened. Yeah, I mean that's unbelievable. But basically, it's like following the lines of that where he's basically saying, "Oh, when you, you know, when, as this video has gone out, I'm most likely, you know, I have been incarcerated." Um, but I want you to sort of follow the, you know, follow the mission and everything and blah, 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 blah. And then you get all of his followers, like 500 followers. I don't think it's that many, but like you get a good, I would say 50 people rocking up mm -hmm. in the same gimp outfit with a bunch of rifles. And they're like, yeah, we're going to assassinate the mayor. It's, they're like, it's mad how he's managed to convince everyone. Anything that he, anything that he was saying, people was believing because I think people were sick and tired of being lied to. Yeah, I think it was they wanted to change. To do, all you have to do is say something of little substance and they will believe you. Jackson, out of the movie, what would you rate it? I would rate The Batman as the greatest movie of all time. Okay, that's not obviously a great rating. I would rate it a good solid 9 out of 10. This, may, this is one of the first movies, three-hour movies, fucking super long movies that I've actually gone back to and went and watched again. Yeah. In consecutive weeks. I mean, I'd probably have to agree with you. I'd probably say nine, maybe nine and a half. But um, I'll, actually, no, we just stick to like full numbers. Don't know the point. So yeah, I'll give it a nine. It just changed. It changed the game for me. I mean, it, uh, there's so many. F I didn't know I needed it until I watched it. Yeah, I mean, there's so many things that I love about the movie. Like the just the 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 sheer effort they put into it. So like again, like I mentioned earlier on in the pod. Yeah. Um, that the fact that they actually played videos on devices and then filmed in those scenes. Yeah, like the really small, intricate, well thought out details. Yeah, it's just uh, it makes it more immersive, which is what I really like. There are some issues, yeah. you know, writing wise that I had an issue with. If that was a bit better, then I would say probably a ten. But I mean, definitely, it's a great movie. I'd, I'd definitely it's recommend solid. people it's to watch a it. It's a solid nine. Everyone was on point. I love emo Batman. Didn't know I needed an emo Batman until I did, and it's totally working for me. He's very definitely. I mean, he's not even like the stockiest Batman, but like, that's not. A I'm bad not even thing. bothered by that. I'm not bothered by this. Do you know what makes me? Do you know what makes it good? Is that he's somewhat believable. Oh yeah, definitely believable. Like, and so, I don't know how to. I don't know how best word to um, describe it, but like relatable in a way. Like the way that it's played is like you know that he he has dealt with trauma. You you can empathize no, with him. Let's, like with that, it, you can empathize with this Batman compared yeah. to the others. There's no, there's no two sides uh, reference. There's no two sides of this of of this Batman. You can see the trauma and it is played out throughout the movie, and you can see it how it affects his relationships with people, the decisions that he makes, the trust he does not have. Mm. It, and you don't. You don't always see that in the other movies because the other movies seem to have like a more superhero element that he is like. Well, I'm... even though the Nolan movies touched on it a little bit of him training and made it super hyper realistic, it still had that kind of superhero element where it's like, okay, this couldn't probably happen. Whereas in this, it was so emotionally driven compared to all of the others. That you, you felt more, I think. Yeah. 
I mean, you felt more towards the character rather than just going, that guy's, he is so, Batman is so fucking cool. You're like, shit, Batman's gone through some hard fucking crap to get to where he is. I think, I think it was, um, what makes it more believable as well is, like, um, is more of the fact that instead of, you know, they didn't do an origin story like they did with... Um, no. The, That's what, I like that too. With the, they didn't have to. They didn't tread over already. Yeah, they didn't say, "Oh, like, oh yeah, before. death, blah 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 blah." It literally just jumps into it. I mean, the, Martha. Yeah, oh, oh, no, like the, the Affleck one, I have issues with because it never showed Batman as Bruce and everything like that. It was just he—he he literally was just Batman that was very briefly a very judgmental person. I'm rich. Yeah, like, I'm rich. I have money. Blah, 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 blah. And in this one, it was sort of like, you see him as Bruce and Batman, but it's just basically mask on, mask off. It's not like, oh yeah, look at me. I'm pretending to be like a playboy. It's just yeah, like, that, that, this that's is who what I, I really am. enjoyed too. That's what I enjoyed too, because it made it, a, it somehow made it more realistic. Like if someone dresses up as a bat every night and puts on a mask, then that person is going to be a completely different person. Oh, yeah. still, that, that guy is going to be still slightly maybe disattached from the guy that he is in the mask, but he's still not going to be all that no. unrecognizable like the other in the other films he seems to be. Like he just can switch it on, switch it off as if it's like a character for him. Yeah, it was this like is, bipolar, I would say. Yeah. Or, no, Whereas schizophrenia. In this, this, is, this is life. Yeah, this is just Batman is his life. everyday life for this Batman, which is... Really yeah, nice. that's that's great. It's just it is it, it's a it's a cinematic masterpiece. Oh, definitely. Yeah. That's big words, big statement. But um, I'm fully confident. I mean, in, I'm looking in, forward to what one they do next. Thoughts. I'm looking forward to yeah, the next I, movie because they definitely. I don't want it. them to do the Joker though. I feel like the Joker. Well, we've had too too much Joker. Did you? I don't mind him being a side character. Did you see the end scene of the movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the deleted scene. The deleted scene that is, I think. So if you go on IMDb. Um, you actually... It's Barry, um... Yeah, it's Barry... I can't remember his last name. Kian. Kyogen Kian. Yeah, I think. Um, but he's got an uncredited role as the Joker. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. They, he's gonna bring him in, and I'm, well, I'm guessing because he's becoming, uh, you know, he's becoming more prominent as an actor, they're probably gonna give him a more part. Yeah, but I'm just hoping that he isn't the main villain. Like, I wouldn't mind him being a side villain. Um... I mean, from that... For, for a little while. Yeah, I think from that scene, though, it looks like it could be the beginning of the sort of... I, I was going to say Sinister Six, but that's Marvel. Um, what's the... Legion of Doom. Legion of Doom, yes, yeah, sorry. So like, I can I can imagine this probably is going to like explore more of the Legion of Doom era and like they're going to bring in other villains yeah. into it. I just hope, because I feel like the... I don't know what it is, but like Warner Brothers or cinema in general, their fascination with the joker like we've had three now four four different movie jokers in the past 14 years i mean in all fairness i generally think that um i mean this is going to extend the ending of the pod for a while but i generally think the reason why the infamy of the joker became so prominent is because of mark hamill's portrayal in the animated series oh yeah like Definitely, it goes back to that. Yeah, I mean, you know, Jesus, that, well, I mean, this could be a whole other thing, the animated series, you know, but his portrayal, you know, for uh, the animated series and all the games is definitely what I think made the Joker, like, the famous and most, like, likable part of Batman's villains. You know, if you look at the original 
TV series, it was a bit so-so. Like, yeah, he yeah. was villainous, yeah, but he was more campy. But I mean, that whole show was. A yeah, bit... you're right there because you could we could talk long and hard about this because you could even talk about like the different ages of comics. Yeah. Too, and how that influenced the characters, like how you had the golden age back in the 60s, 50s, 60s, where he was like that. He was a bit campy and over the top, and he wasn't necessarily killing people, but he was just being like very more of a nuisance than anything. Nuisance, and then you have like. Was it, what come next was it the silver the silver age yeah the silver age it was in like the 80s and the um yeah in the yeah in the night the 80s and the early 90s i think where he was like a lot darker and he was like a menacing and a serial killer and the kind of similar to the jokers that we see now yeah and then the bronze age was kind of like a blend of the two yeah i think i, th- I think it was. Which was sort of the mark I- hamill kind of thing yeah um, I might be wrong in information, but yeah, but you can see like how like the Joker has obviously been around as long as Batman has, and he's changed just as much as Batman has. Well, I but think... like in the last dec two decade or two, like he's just been like the, you think of Batman, you think of the Joker. Oh yeah, definitely. Like you think of well, in all fairness, you just think of DC villains, and the first one that pretty yeah. much pops to your head is Joker. Boom. Like, like you it, think it's pretty of much char- all of Batman's villains, villains in general. I think it's that big. I mean, in all fairness, like you just say DC, you mainly think of Batman, his villains, and then sprinkles in Superman and the Flash. Yeah, who's Superman's and the other stuff. Um, Superman's one, you say, got Zod. Um, yeah. Apocalypse. Apocalypse. I mean, Apocalypse is sort of the whole Justice League, though. Yeah, Doomsday was the one I was thinking. Yeah, I mean, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, I mean like, Lex even Luthor. when you say that, it's like deep cuts. Like you just like if you if you ask some random guy on the street, who's Superman's main villain? Yeah, they're gonna be like, I don't know, maybe that bald guy, with, you know, meaning Lex Luthor. But even yeah, then, like Lex Luthor. Uh, Lex Luthor didn't even fucking come to my head for a while, which is a bit wild. Exactly, it just came to my head as soon as you said bald. I was like, I didn't even. I, I we could have con- continued talking, and I wouldn't even have remembered. Yeah, which is kind of bad on my part. I meant to know this shit, but what we're trying to say is that like. You don't think you might think a Superman, but you you think more as Joker as the villain. Oh yeah, of of DC in general. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely. I think yeah. So he's a very prominent part, but hopefully mm. they don't. Well, I mean, they're gonna portray him. He's regardless. a pillar. He's a pillar of he's the a, community. He's a pillar of DC in general now, because if yeah. they try and do something that doesn't involve the Joker, they're only gonna sort of harm themselves. I mean, look at yeah, because you know they're going to come around to it eventually. Yeah, I mean but that's what I kind of hope with this movie is that like they don't go to it straight away because we've already seen it. We had the Joker movie come out like three years ago. We had the Jared Leto movie, like him in a couple of the movies. Like, just breathe. Yeah. Show some, show, show, flex a bit more with some other characters. Show some restraint with the Joker. <laughs> yeah, just hold back on the Joker a little bit. Maybe show some Bane. Maybe show some Doctor Freeze. Maybe show some, um, like Two Face. In all fairness, I would like to see a um Bane movie. I would like to see an origin movie of Bane, not to like make him like a anti-hero or anything like that, but because there's so many different like eras. You know, you got like the Christian Bale one where he was like he was born in a in a prison down underground and everything, and he raised that way. But then you've got other ones in like some of the comics and animated shows where like he's a scientist. Oh, no, no. 
yeah, you know, you got that one. But then you got in the comics and some of the animated shows, he's a uh, scientist that uh, uses his like br- sort of mm. like brain matter in some regard to turn into like the bane thing to like bulk him up. Uh, the more he does it, the, the dumber he becomes essentially. Yeah, because he's like, because he's like mad juiced. Yeah, because I think it's something to do like the chemicals that his brain gives off and then turns into that like, the big, big macho drink. But no, I'd, I'd definitely recommend. Uh, I'd, I'd definitely recommend uh, Batman for people, even if you know you're not a DC fan or anything like that. Just a general movie to watch. It's very enjoyable. You don't need to know the internet. Yeah, like, it's definitely a movie where you don't need to know everything. Like what the the new Marvel movies seem to be sort of heading towards. Like you need to know everything that's going on. You could definitely go and watch this movie. Yeah, you can no go in, idea about any going like completely and dumb, like, and you don't need to worry yeah. about oh who's who because they explain it. Because you learn, because you learn, you have time. The movie gives you time to introduce you to the characters. Yeah, where they come from, their backstories, who they're connected to, what they want, what they want in their lives in terms of the movie, I give, where they're all that. Yeah, and you grow with these characters, which is great too. That's what a good movie does. It's character development at the end of the day. Like if you can have a movie that introduces you to the these characters that you may or may not have ever met before, these new versions of the characters. And by the end of it, have you want to stay in that world with those characters and to find out what those characters are doing and what they're going to do now? Is it like, I don't care what anyone says, that is a good sign of a great movie. Oh, definitely. But yes, so we both recommend the movie and um, if you do enjoy, or if you did enjoy our ramblings on of the Batman please feel free to uh, like, follow, comment, whatever you have the ability to do. Feel free to do, do that. We, do, we, do we get those, do you know those things on some of them? Like, do we have to give like a like, ask people to like it? No, we don't have to. I mean, oh, again, if I, you're still listening to this. If you can like this, it, you definitely try and find a way to like it. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to like it if you don't want to. Lives. But, you know, the more you help out, you know, share it with a friend. Anything, yeah. you know, help share us out. Share the pod. Share the pod, yeah. Anyway, thank you, and we'll Pod, see yeah. you in like carpool. Yeah, in the like carpool. Yeah, but we see you pod in <laughs> the pod pool. <gasps> pod pod pooling. We'll see you in the next pod pool. Then, bye bye. Bye bye. Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. Merry Christmas, car. <laughs>